This is Comic Book Guy. You are currently tuned into Marking Out. Best podcast ever. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Friend like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 539, and I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Also joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at DavidPTDPT. Collectively, uh, also Chris on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Collectively, we're at Marking Out. Marking Out 11 on Instagram and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Marking Out. YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Brand new t-shirt available. Vintage sunset style Marking Out t-shirt. Perfect for summer. Available in six colors. Light blue, light pink, ice gray, purple, sky, and lime green. I think the logo looks uh, quite beautiful. If uh, I might add my two cents into that. Also check us out. Uh... Twitch.tv slash marking out. Use the code regardless to save yourself 20% off and get free shipping over at manscaped.com. And we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on Spotify Podcasts. Markingout.com as well. Like I said before, I'm joined here by Dave. Dave, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing really great. You know, the weather is finally great out there. And it's awesome. You know, it's not as hot as last week but hey i'm doing great how about yourself i'm doing awesome as always and uh speaking of the weather like i said in that intro those shirts pair perfectly with summer i'd say so i mean i'm a fan of that lime green but don't let me guide you you should just buy all of the colors there yeah buy all six yeah, each one of them will match the weather, match your emotions, match your <laughs> eye color. Even those people that wear that their eye color changes every single other day, it will match your eyes too. So make sure you buy the t-shirt and yeah, make your friends jealous because you'll be the only one wearing it unless they yeah, buy you could even You could even uh, buy the, the regular t-shirt, cut the sleeves off, make yourself a, a makeshift tank. Yeah, you can look really, really cool. Yeah, the broski cut. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I definitely highly suggest that everybody do that, and uh, it it looks awesome, you know? No better way to bring in that hot weather, that beach weather, that summer sun by wearing that t-shirt. So go buy it. And where could you buy, buy that t-shirt? t-shirt. <laughs> uh, com slash marking out. How was your week? My week was good. It was good. You know, this weekend had hot plans, hot plans for that birthday, you know, hot plans that didn't happen because of uh, the rain, a lot of rain, big rain, big rain. Yeah, a lot, a lot of rain. Um, But yeah, we were going to watch AEW and uh, do a little BBQ, but that did not go through as planned. But hey, you know. You still work with what you got. And the only downside is that the Knicks are losing. The Knicks are down in this series against the Atlanta Hawks. And it's a team that 
they have beaten during the season, and for some reason, they just cannot pull through right now. So, tough times. Tonight's a big game. Um, for those that don't know, it is uh, uh, I'm it's not Wednesday. Gonna, yeah, it's Wednesday. <laughs> not intentionally breaking the wall, but breaking the wall. Yeah. How about you, Brandon? Well, I did not was- let the rain stop me. I went out, grilled some hamburgers, some cheeseburgers, some corn, some pineapple. Hey, hey. Also, uh, I didn't let the didn't let the fact that it was forty degrees stop me from doing that either. You talking about You've how hot it, it was last week, before. man? It was it was so yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've grilled while it was snowing. I don't recall that, but man, forty degrees is something else to to get when you're already in the the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. But that's basically all I did this week all right hey that's that's perfect you know you got to do the bbq and i think that it was the perfect time to do a bbq because it was memorial day and did you see any of the uh, air show i did not ah i did see some flyover did see some planes but didn't really get I a completely forgot about that actually yeah got to see a little bit of it which is always uh Always very cool to see. But, yeah. hey, I know we can talk about our life, the entire podcast, but, you know, people want to hear about that wrestling. So let's talk about some sports entertainment and speak about some Monday Night Raw. No, we're not going to speak about Monday or Night not. Raw. Before, before we speak yeah, we about Monday Night Raw, to. I think uh, we should talk about the biggest thing that took place. Where I mean, at the time of recording, we don't even know if there's going to be more people, but WWE released some names. Uh, rather surprising. We have Braun Strowman on that list, Aleister Black, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. Braun Strowman, man, former Universal Champion, was just on WrestleMania, was just in the, champ- the WWE Championship scene. Aleister Black literally just... Redebuted on SmackDown. Yeah. Still has a T-shirt up on WWE Shop for for pre-order. That's how new it is. Kind of disappointed. Um, they have. Uh, he was on Twitch today talking about how um, for this new character they have a totally brand new theme song for him that incorporated his old theme song. So it kind of sucks that we're not going to, oh, no. I mean, for now at least, not going to hear that. Yeah, that, that sucks. But, I mean, Lana was just on Monday Night Raw, which we'll get to. Ruby Riot was just on SmackDown last week. I mean, it's... Buddy Murphy, I know, has been sitting in the back, not doing much. And Santana Garrett's always, like, a very rare appearance in WWE, but... I don't know. As far as the the releases go, I know everyone's always like, oh, AEW. But I think Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett would be perfect additions to their roster. Lana, I don't know if she'll continue to wrestle, but obviously Miro Rusev is in AEW. So she's also someone that could definitely like right away fit in over there. And Braun Strowman's gone on record saying that once he's done with WWE, that's it. He doesn't want to go lace his boots up for any other well, company because that's it. I Well, I mean, I definitely agree with you that I see most of them doing the AEW stuff. Lana, I mean, Lana, her release was bound. You know, I, I don't think so. She was just, she's been in a tag team. 
Dude, come on. With the I, I was saying on the podcast back when she was taking all those bumps by Nia Jax that it's with leading no up to payoff, her. might I add. Huh? With no payoff. With no payoff. That she w- I feel like she should have been released back then. So I'm totally fine with some of these. She releases. should have or would have. You don't want to hope for somebody's release. Uh, sometimes it's for the better. Sometimes it's for the better because it frees them into doing something otherwise. They're bound to a contract, just like CM Punk. Super you know, bizarre. These people. I was going to say super bizarre with Aleister Black, where it's like rumors that Zelina Vega is now coming back to WWE, and here he gets released. They, I, I think the most baffling to me is is Aleister Black because they literally just ran a storyline, began a storyline, I should say. Yeah, I think. I mean, Santana Garrett, I totally understand. Unfortunately, she's just not being used. So they're not seeing, they're seeing something, or they're not seeing something in her in her development, in with NXT with performance, who knows? Ruby Riot, I've she's a good wrestler. I know Chris loves her. The internet she's loves fantastic. her. I've never been a big fan. She she has such a different look, and she's gonna a hundred percent do. I she has to do so much bigger things. Outside of WWE, now that she's released. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure, I'm sure she will. You know, I'm sure she will. I've never just been a fan. You know, it's just everybody has different tastes. For me, didn't really, wasn't really there. And I mean, let's with her and Liv Morgan out of the two of them, of who's going to be successful in WWE on their own. I'm gonna choose Liv Morgan. I don't see Ruby Riot as even a potential champion. Um, well, I definitely I disagree with that, but that's the thing. Everybody's gonna have a totally different opinion on it. You know, Buddy Murphy, it stinks. I mean, he he. There's really nothing that they were doing with him. Uh, he that it's and it's so unfortunate because he could kill in wrestling. Yeah, I. Totally agree with you. You know, I, I feel like him and Alistair Black would be interesting to see with like New Japan. I would like to see Buddy Murphy reunite with Wesley Blake now that they're mm-hmm. out there together. Okay, so if you want them to, not re- necessarily in New Japan, but yeah. So and where, I don't where know if I would want to see. I don't know if I'd want to see Alistair Black in New Japan either. So where would you want to see Buddy Murphy go? Honestly, I like I said before, everyone says AEW. I would want to see them in AEW. I want to see them in the biggest spotlight as possible. And that's to me, that's not Impact Wrestling. I wouldn't mind if mm-hmm. they went to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, that's like I, when, I, when, when Alexander Wolf was released. I wouldn't mind seeing him in in Impact because we have Eric Young there and we have Sawyer Fulton, Madman Fulton, right now. Yeah. They're in two different uh, teams and whatnot, but still. how do you decipher who would go to AEW and who would go to Impact? That you just you can't. All I can say is that Ruby Riot and Santana Garrett would be huge additions to the AEW women's roster. They'd be huge additions to the mm-hmm. Impact roster. I think they really need women's tag teams for Impact, and I think they really need more knockouts mm-hmm. in Impact. AEW just needs like. A really good women's division ran properly with meaningful matches and everything. So not to skip ahead, Mm -hmm. but 
with Britt Baker as champion now and with how over she is, hopefully they give that enough time and to like let her soar and everything. Yeah, I definitely understand that. I mean, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not bashing Ruby Riot or anything like that. I, it's just everybody has different tastes. For me, it just wasn't there. But I do recognize that she was good, you know. Uh, Braun Strowman. I mean, I. If whoever gets Braun Strowman, if they no, are able, I, he's he's gone on record. He's done. He, exactly. I, of course, but there's if, the whole money talks and whatnot. But he exactly. said he's not going to wrestle anywhere else. Once his contract is done with WWE, that is it. If somebody offers him the right amount of money, I think he could be big. I wouldn't imagine not mind him. If he, somebody, I saw somebody tweeted out. I wish I had their Twitter handle. They said, "What if Braun Strowman comes into AEW? <laughs> Three moves, boom! AEW champion defeats Kenny Omega. I think that would be hilarious. I would be that all would be- for that too." I would be fine with that too, you know. That would be huge. I uh, that would Monster get everybody to talk. You know, I think that it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with all of these wrestlers. Um and yeah, I guess that's one of the also one of the things with NXT in this performance center is some wrestlers if you don't if they don't see them developing on the same page that they want them to be developing on. I don't even think that has to do with this because they were it seems like there's something bigger happening. There's rumors circulating that WWE seems like they're going to be selling. So I don't know if Disney's going to be selling, I don't uh, buying, I don't know with WWE being on Peacock, if NBC has the first... Wait, what do you mean WWE is going to be selling? I can't even say it any differently. Where did you... Like, why would... That's like, what uh, these big shakeups would be. It's either, it, it's either... But why would that involve that? That's budget cuts to, to free up money for other stuff. But that would not makes... that if it's not being bought out, then it's a merger or something. Maybe that New Japan a... stuff. Maybe they're merging with New Japan. But even still, if but WWE wouldn't have to cut their costs so somebody could buy them. They make it more affordable for somebody to buy them. Make it more like enticing people. Enticing people. Like why would I want to spend X amount of money Some... when I could spend even? I mean, in amount. the contracts, they don't. I could easily purchase WWE and just not purchase their contract. I don't I don't run the business, brother. You know? I don't I that's don't think just, that, that that's has a to do circulation. with circulation. That's a circulation rumor. Yeah, I don't it seems I don't, like I don't it's believe that. very plausible. I don't believe that circulation. The, this, what I believe is that they spoke up that they were unhappy with what they no, have if, been doing it, with No, them. absolutely not. They're shareholders and everything. They do this all the time to cut people. I hey, I I'm sticking to me. I I think that they I think some of these wrestlers may have spoken up saying that they don't like the direction of their character and they want to be released. I don't think there's any evidence of that, so. Of course there's no evidence, but who knows? There's no it, there's no legit evidence that WWE is selling to Disney. I did not say they were going to. I said that's a rumor that's circulating. Exactly. Not, so not it's necessarily just, it's just Disney. I'm adding Disney there. 
It's just speculative right now. I mean, you're, you're adding gonna... more speculation than anything. I, my rumor's out there. Your rumor's not out there. Well, that rumor of them being bought up by Disney is just ludicrous. Again, I just said Disney. That it most likely would be NBC of anything, given the network. I, I don't understand the association. And Disney, of that it's not ludicrous all. for Disney to purchase WWE because Disney was a huge person in talks for no, WWE I'm, Network I'm, years, I'm saying, years ago. I'm saying that it's ludicrous to think that somebody's release is related to That's not ludicrous at all. I believe so. And there's rumors of them that selling to Amazon. That happens all the time when companies get sold. But there's rumors of them selling to Amazon at, uh, a, few, a few months ago. Or it was late last year. I remember... Okay, it would be, yeah, Amazon, Amazon Disney spoke, Plus, etc. Well, but regardless, two that's separate what entities. happens when companies get bought out. Typically, they, they cut weight. I don't know. I've seen it. It happens. Well, if, you, if you've seen it, then I believe you. But I think we should move over to Monday Night Raw. No? Monday Night Nitro. It kicked off with Miz TV, where we saw John Morrison wearing that garlic necklace to fend off aliens, vampires, <laughs> etc., zombies, due to uh, the last time we saw the Miz. And then he had his drip stick as well, which uh, was one of those squirt gun gimmicks. I don't know what they're, they're actually called. But Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley were the guests. Nikki Cross came out and said that she wants to challenge the winner from Hell in a Cell. Rhea Ripley says that if there were four minutes on the, on the clock last week, she would have uh, won the match. Nikki said she could beat Flair in two minutes. Flair said she'll do it in one. Nikki slaps her. Match gets made. And for whatever reason, the clock was set to two minutes instead of one minute. But Nikki Cross picks up the victory over Charlotte Flair regardless of that. And um, yeah, Nikki just ran ran down the clock by running... In and around the ring. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, where's this? Where is this going with Nikki? More importantly, it it's really stupid because why should Charlotte get the the title shot and not Nikki Cross? She has now defeated Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, the champion, on a technicality, but still, it just makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. But there was a uh, fun little segment with Riddle backstage trying to learn Spanish from Damian Priest. And Randy Orton showed up and invited Riddle to be ringside for his match. Randy Orton picked up the victory over Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods and uh, Kofi Kingston had some white and green Power Ranger gear, which was cool. But Kofi Kingston didn't stay ringside. Yeah. Uh, RK Bro have a uh, have a bunch of new merch items on WWE Shop, so that's that's cool that they have matching gear. I guess now not matching gear, but shirts at least. But mm-hmm. Randy Orton uses the Bro Derek to pick up the victory here. I thought that was cool. Uh, I thought there was a definite possibility of Riddle costing Orton this match, but that ends up not even happening. Uh, by accident, though, right? Not intentional. Yeah, that that he would accidentally cost Randy okay. on the match. Yeah, I. But 
it was cool to see him use the bro Derek just as we saw Riddle use the RKO the other week. Yeah, you got them showing signs of that tag team really starting to uh, come through, you know. But, but again, never trust a snake. Definitely not. Next up, you had Reginald pick up the victory over Shayna Baszler. Uh, this, hey, Reggie actually got offense in this. You know how many you know, people we, on Twitter were complaining about this? I, I hate fans on Twitter. I thought like... Besides look, our fans. I, I, I thought we fans. had some fun evasions from Reginald in this. I think it was kind of maybe surprising that Shayna Baszler wasn't able to put him away with all the submissions. Mm-hmm. But we had the turnbuckle fire at one point. Reginald rolls her up to pick up the victory. Mm-hmm. I was fine with that victory. Later on, Alexa Bliss invited Reginald to be on Alexa's playground. And Lily asks Reginald about his time with Cirque du Soleil. But Shayna Baszler attacks him before he can answer. Alexa Bliss ends up telling Shayna Baszler that she wasn't invited to the playground. And that Lily doesn't like her. And then Shayna Baszler tells Alexa Bliss that she'll see her next week to chat. Which (laughs) doesn't make sense to me. She was literally chatting right then and there. I didn't understand that either. But I did love it. I was a fan of it. I liked how Shayna got like eye to eye with Lily. Called her a stupid doll. (laughs) Alexa Bliss's um, eyes and everything. I thought that it was a really good segment. And... I don't know. I don't understand why the fans hated that so much. I I, I think w- it's just because it's Shayna Baszler, but like why? Shayna Since Baszler when did they turn on Shayna been... Baszler? What? Since when did they turn on Shayna Baszler? What do you mean turn on? They were pissed that she Twitter. lost like that. Oh, so they were more pissed that she lost. I don't even understand oh. what what your other logic of my sentence would be. <laughs> I don't know. They'll they'll find any reason to be pissed. I think I thought that they were just pissed I just think off. Of- fans fans need to realize that she's not Shayna Baszler twenty twenty, where she bites people's necks or <laughs> takes out the whole elimination chamber by herself. Exactly. I which uh, I think in itself is dumb, but yeah, I agree. After that, we saw Mace and T-Bar pick up the victory over Lucha House Party, which, uh, you know, it eventually went how you'd expect it to have gone. Lucha House Party got some offense in. But overall, it was just to put Mace and T-Bar in that win column. Yeah, I don't think there's I, much to say. What do you think is going to happen with them? Mace and I don't T-Bar. know. When I was watching Raw, I was like, it's weird seeing him not be Dijak. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I don't know where sure. the. Yeah, I just don't know what we'll see out of this. Next up, though, we saw Ricochet pick up the victory over Sheamus. Pretty quick match. Humberto Carrillo came out and distracted Sheamus, causing that that loss. Sheamus gets pissed, challenges Humberto Carrillo to the match, and Humberto picks up the victory over Sheamus. I think Sheamus might have broken his nose during this. Yeah, he busted his nose open, which is, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Umberto and Sheamus really uh, 
trying to one up on each other on who could hurt who. Yeah, but yeah. Ricochet tried to get in the ring during this, and Sheamus caught him. That was the distraction enough for him to to lose. Yeah. After uh, that segment, kind of unexpected for me at least, because up until this point we had no idea. Eva Marie training, training in this video uh, to to come back. She's back to finish what she started. Up until this point, I was I had doubts. Maybe she was just going to be a manager or something. Oh, and that's one more thing to all those idiot fans out there yes, that think exactly. that that think that they, all of these firings for the past what the past month, even the firings uh, before this uh, today, all of the other ones, her name always gets brought up. How can you bring back Eva Marie and fire this person? Oh, you're firing Braun and you're bringing back her? You're getting rid of Mickey James and you're bringing her mm-hmm. back? Give her a break. Give her a chance. Let it go. And guess what? That entire aspect as to why you are pissed off, that entire aspect between why you hate her <laughs> so much, that right there is why she is going to succeed. That right there is why when you see her on the TV, you are going to hate her. When you see her win a championship, you are going to boo her like crazy because you feel that she doesn't deserve to be there. Mickey James should be in that spot and not her. And guess what? She's going to be in that spot and she deserves to be in that spot. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, after that, we had a tag team match. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose picked up the victory over Team Bad and Blonde. I had Bad and Blonde to pick up the victory here. But uh, that did not happen, and I don't think much really happened in this match. Although Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose won with a new tag team finish, which is the uh, former Long Island Express from the Major Brothers or uh, or from the MYWC and Deep South Wrestling days or Crime Times G9, a corner version of their G9. Now, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I think <laughs> there's I, not I, even I'm, much I'm else ha- I can say about that match. I, I'm I expected Dana and Mandy to win. Um, I really wanted them to win because they are a legit tag team. Not to say Team Bad and Blonde aren't. I mean, team Bad but, and Blonde had entrance music, entrances, matching gear. I think way before uh, Mandy know. and and Dana did though. Yeah, but Team Bad and Blonde doesn't ever. To me, this was a tossed together tag team from the start. They, what do you mean? The, the tag team debuted at WrestleMania 32. That was years ago. Ah, I'm still I not mean, a fan granted of. Granted, they hadn't been used until yeah recently, I'm but still still not well, a fan of it. Randomly thrown together, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were randomly. Thrown hey, together. hey, let's let's keep the focus on Bad and Blonde, not them. Okay, leave them out of this. They won. I the like match. Bad and Have Blonde. Some... I liked Lana and and what she was achieving in pro wrestling. I liked that she went out of her way to train with Natalia and. And Tyson Kidd. So, mm-hmm. here's to her. I guess I don't even know what to say. Like, of, I, I, mean, I hope I'm for sure. the best in everybody. Of course, we hope the best for all of them. Lana, I don't think she was a pro wrestler, but you know, oh, she's she going to do her ass off to get where she had been. Of course, no denying that. No denying that she worked really hard and everything, and she's gonna. I hope she I hope she does good. You know? I hope she does good. 
Well. I mean, there's... Yeah, well. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well. You hope she does well. good as well, so... Yeah, but, Cedric uh, Alexander picked up the victory over Shelton Benjamin. Um, probably this, under a minute. Yeah, this match, the poke of the eye. Again, second week in a row for Cedric to pick up the victory. I mean, I, I go, you know, shame on me because I, I thought that uh, Shelton was going to get the one up right from that boot to the face right after yeah. it. Yeah, you know. Next match, though, we saw AJ Styles and Amos pick up the victory over Elias and Jackson Riker to retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. Elias dropping down, refusing to tag out. Or tag in, I should say. Amos gets in, dominates Jackson Riker. AJ hits that phenomenal forearm to win. And then Elias, giving an interview afterwards, said Jackson Riker became unhinged and doesn't have his back. So he's dropping him. Mm-mm. That like to me when when the cuts came today, I was like, "Ooh, uh, not looking good for Riker." Nah, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's happening with Riker. It, I don't know. Yeah, it's a big start and stop, but yeah, where where does Riker fit in with anything? I mean, I'm, I was a fan of Gunner in Impact. But everything with Riker, there's a lot left to really desire from this. You know? But, yeah. After this, we saw the Viking Raiders talking uh, to Mansoor, giving him a pep talk backstage. Mustafa Ali showed up, told him just to be careful with making friends in WWE. And Mansoor's like, uh, why should I trust you? And Ali's like, now you're getting it. So I wonder if, if we'll see them become a tag team. It would be... Uh, no, no, no. I'm hoping not. What, what are you not wanting to see from that? I don't know. I, I want to see Mansoor... I want to see Mansoor go solo. I want to see what the guy, what he got. By the for the record, WWE doesn't have enough tag teams, in my opinion, either. Women and men. So, um, I could agree with that. They don't. They really don't. The, I think there's seven women on SmackDown. Like, wow. What the heck? And you just released one of them. Split a team up. Yeah. Well, how many are in the developmental though? But again, they're just not even like a team they're not even like built up or anything mm-hmm. yeah unless you're trying to bring up somebody like casey catanzaro and kaden carter or something like that but maybe they are you know but who knows main event next... though monday night raw we saw three mcintyre pick up the victory over kofi kingston and become the number one contender to have a match with lashley at hell in a cell man oh man damn good match I like this match, and I like the uh, that swinging future shock DDT that McIntyre hit. I thought that was cool. McIntyre went yeah, for that, that claymore. Yeah, that was really cool. Kofi Kingston hitting Trouble in Paradise instead. And Drew grabbing that rope to make sure the uh, the pin gets broken. And but it just sucks at the end. Yeah, Kofi went, the yeah Kofi went to the top rope. Yeah, Kofi went to the top rope, and uh, McIntyre hit him with a claymore, but. Obviously, I wish Kofi Kingston won this. 
I thought it was cool that they showed like that mutual respect afterwards. Yeah. And then Lashley and MVP came out just to have a stare down from the entrance ramp to the ring. But again, I think it would have been cooler or I mean, way less predictable had it been Kofi Kingston or had it been both of them, perhaps in a triple threat in Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Maybe it's time to give us another Armageddon style Hell in a Cell where it's all six competitors. Been, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's been since Armageddon. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not a fan of Kofi not winning this one. He definitely should have won. Yeah. And the crowd, but. well, I was going to say the crowd was super behind him, but <laughs> it was a piped in crowd. I meant, I meant more of the, uh, the Twitter verse, the WWE universe was, I think way more behind Kobe Kingston than Drew McIntyre in that moment. Yeah. Um, and then both before we even moved to NXT though, I, I just have to say new commentator, uh, lead commentator on Monday Night Raw, Jimmy Smith. I thought he did a fantastic job. I thought so that too. Is, that is not what I said after Adnan Verk's first uh, first uh, gig. Yeah, he did a good job. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm ever going to remember a commentator's name. That's just me. You don't know Jim Ross? Who? <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like uh, Michael, is it Call? Michael Call? <laughs> But yeah. moving over to NXT, we open up with Kyle O'Reilly versus Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne, which I would have swore would have been the main event, but it ends in a no contest. Um, before the match really oddly ended, I thought it was a really good match. But uh, Adam Cole came yeah. out, attacked all of them. William Regal was furious. Nice to see Adam Cole back in this fashion, though. Yeah, and as Adam Cole was leaving, Ember Moon came out, calls out Raquel Gonzalez. um, And Raquel comes out. Regal tries to stop her. They fought a little bit. But mainly, Dakota Kai attacks Ember Moon from behind. Later on, Ember was asked about uh, that moment, and she challenged Dakota Kai to a match next week. And she, I believe, challenged Raquel Gonzalez for the title at TakeOver. It's going to be good. I would have liked to have seen an ending to Kyle O'Reilly versus Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunne. But I, I mean, I get where they went with it, which we'll speak about. Nah. Nah. Next up, you had Jake Atlas pick up the victory over La Knight. Um, Million Dollar Man came out to watch LA Knight. I liked L.A. Knight using the million-dollar fist drop. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah. But Cameron Grimes also came out later on, and L.A. Knight got distracted by that. Atlas was able to pick up the victory, and Ted DiBiase just stood there shaking his head, disappointed in L.A. Knight. Incredible. You know? And well, I think that match is announced for TakeOver, L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes. I think Cameron Grimes is picking up that victory. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, they announced that Poppy will be on NXT next week. I don't know why, but uh, maybe I'm assuming it's going to happen, have something to do with the way, given the the Twitter interactions between them. Poppy. So I'm, I'm a fan of 
Poppy being part of the NXT universe, so... I like the gimmick. Yeah. I like but the after that, we saw Adam Cole speak about taking three of the biggest stars out in one night all by himself. And he said he wants the NXT title back. Karrion Cross came out and said that the day he signed with NXT was the day that Adam Cole was no longer special. William Regal came out and Cole kind of just goats Karrion Cross into a match. And Cross said that he wants all four of them at TakeOver. And William Regal grants it. And the mm-hmm. internet blew up pissed off some of them of course because why Why should adam cole who didn't have any victories get the chance to wrestle for the championship i mean let's not forget champion the champion yeah like there's no other way to say it the champion said i want all four of them don't deny the champion maybe look carrying cross look stupid maybe but if he comes out victorious, maybe it looks make maybe it look, makes him look like a huge monster. Yeah, if he takes out all of them, I'd say so. A hundred percent, I'd say so. Yeah, but we saw Zia Lee speaking about the May Young Classic and Mercedes Martinez defeating her. Talk about long term booking there. Yeah, but a lot has changed since then with her, and she wants Mercedes Martinez at in your house. And Mercedes Martinez accepted. She's got to pick up the victory. Zia Lee. Yeah, Zia Lee. She cannot lose. I think it's safe to say she's going to pick up that victory. I hope so. But next up you had Carmelo Hayes. A nice little video package for you that do not know and recognize Christian Casanova. Yeah, and then he went on to lose to Kushida. Kushida retained the the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, but it was a very good debut match for for Carmelo Hayes. Obviously, yeah. I didn't think I didn't think Hayes was going to pick up the victory there, but it was a very impressive debut from the moves that he was doing to I feel like uh, it's the a reaction bet, like, from the crowd. Yeah, and then I mean, going up against Kushida, you know you're bound to do something good. Yeah, you know, Kushida's gonna. I think Kushido could make a lot of people look good, but for a debut match, that's kind of who you want to be in a ring with. So after that, we saw next. the way pick up the victory over Zoe Stark and Zeta Ramir. Uh, earlier in the night, we saw Indy Hartwell listening to some music because of her, her Dexter Loomis heartbreak. And I believe Candice LeRae took the headphones off of Indy. And later on, we saw Dexter Loomis pick those headphones up and start listening to the music that Indy was listening to. But as far as the match goes, I thought it was a decent match. I was fully expecting Dexter Loomis because of what happened with the the music. Yeah. But But I think next week we could definitely see Poppy interact with the way. That would be interesting. We had another Diamond Mine video package, same style of vignette that we've had in the past, but it said this time opening soon. Hmm. Still no, uh, nobody knows who's in the group, if anybody uh, known will be there, but 
It's opening soon. Keep your eyes out. Time will tell. We yeah. also had uh, Frankie up, Monet had... talking about her debut match last week, but uh, I guess that kind of get lost in the shuffle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, main event of the evening, MSK picked up the victory over Legato Del Fantasma uh, to retain. But Grizzle Young veterans made their way ringside. They almost instantly get attacked by Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. We saw... Santos Escobar get involved later on behind the referee's back. And Bronson Reed, out of nowhere, bodies the hell out of Santos Escobar. And uh, the two teams, man, they put on a hell of a match. I liked I liked this match. I, I agree with you. It was a nice match, and it was a good way to uh, close off uh, NXT. Yeah, uh, for but that sure. was NXT. Moving over to NXT UK, it kicked off with Ilya Dragunov defeating Noam Dar. Uh, during the match, Dragunov had his uh, knee injured, and Dar worked that for most of the match, but he eventually overcame that, hit that uh, Torpedo Moscow to pick up the victory. Really good match here. I would definitely uh, tell people to check this match out. Next match, we saw Pretty Deadly defending the tag team titles against Jack Stars and a mystery tag team partner who ended up being Nathan Fraser. Um, it was nice to see the tag team champions finally wrestling again. It's been literally two months since they've wrestled, but uh, they picked up the victory. Uh, it was pretty cool, Nathan Fraser having a uh, tag team title shot there. After that, Joseph Connors picked up the victory over Flash Morgan Webster. He uh, Joseph Connors tried to use the, the helmet of Flash Morgan Webster, but the referee stopped him. And when he turned around to deal with that, Webster goes up to the top rope. Ginny pushes him off. Joseph Connors takes advantage of that and picks up the victory. I, uh, I think we need to see a third member in that other side of the team with Joseph Connors. And Ginny, so we can get like a proper subculture uh, mixed tag match. Six-person tag. After that, they announced the return of Walter will be taking place next week. I don't even know what he'll be doing. Can't even assume who, who he'll be working with over there. Next match, we saw Joe Coffey pick up the victory over Rampage Brown. Good, hard-hitting match. Uh, it ends with mutual respect between the two of them, basically calling for a third match because they're both one and one now. And oddly enough, Ilya Dragunov comes out, stares them both down. I don't know what that is about, but that was NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. The show kicks off with Roman Reigns saying that he changed his mind about the Usos wrestling for the tag team championships brings out the Usos. The match goes on the Mysterios pick up the victory to retain the tag team championships. Uh, before I speak about the ending of it, commentary dropping the fact that Ray Mysterio had never been an opponent of the Usos before tonight, which blew my mind. But, this match was pretty cool. I think the spot of the night came from this match when 
Rey Mysterio went out, uh, went tried to do that sliding splash to the outside. And Jey Uso caught him with the Samoan drop. I thought that was really cool. Dominic reversing that Uso splash into a pin was not the greatest looking thing. Jimmy kicked out. The referee didn't see it. It was clearly storyline because they played it five times throughout the whole night. Roman Reigns yelled at both the Usos afterwards and said that they better go get another shot. He ends it by asking if Jimmy understood him. And he was actually talking to Jay. That drives the point home even more. Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville told the Usos that they were going to be reviewing it and they would get back to them later on. We saw the Mysterios go to leave and they stopped him. They told him they have to go defend those, those titles again later on. We also saw Kayla Braxton interview Seth Rollins about his actions to Cesaro. However, Seth Rollins did not say anything. He just took the microphone off and threw it at Kayla. She tweeted rude. Definitely agree with that. After uh, that, we saw the Street Profits talking backstage. They get cut off by Chad Gable, who said he's, they've, that he's been studying them and pitched them joining the Alpha Academy. They, they basically said no. Later on, Otis said that they need to apologize to Chad Gable. They said that Chad Gable is actually holding Otis back. And Otis took both of them down by him by himself. So we'll probably get that match next week. And I'm, uh, I'm very glad that we're seeing Chad Gable and Otis on SmackDown. Even if it wasn't for a match. Uh, next matchup, we saw Carmella pick up the victory over Liv Morgan. I had too high of hopes for Liv to win this, I think. Like, I liked the match. But I also liked hoping that Liv Morgan would win this if that makes sense, especially because Ruby Riot was released, which still makes no sense. Bianca Belair, we saw cut a promo on the haters, challenged Bailey to a match at Hell in a Cell. I don't know if it's for, uh, I mean, no, it's definitely for the, the championship. I don't know if it's in the Hell in a Cell or what, or if it's just a normal match, but Bailey accepted live via satellite and then played a bunch of videos of uh, of her on the Thunderdome screens laughing. Kind of reminiscent of The Fiend, Alexa Bliss. I don't think Bailey has powers. She's just a quote-unquote mean girl right now. Next match, we saw King Corbin pick up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura. Fast-paced match, but also pretty quick. Corbin, after the match, takes his crown back. Rick Boogs prevents him from leaving. And Nakamura takes him out. He's able to leave with the crown. We saw Commander Aziz attack Kevin Owens backstage before the match. Where he was supposed to face Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship. It was broken up before Aziz could hit the Nigerian nail. And uh, with him being banned from ringside, he decided to take Kevin Owens out from backstage. The match happens, Apollo Crews picks up the victory over Kevin Owens to retain, and I feel like we always see Kevin Owens fight after being attacked or something. Maybe I'm making that up, but I feel like we always see that. But this match I thought was really good. 
Apollo Crews obviously controlled most of it. He hit the uh, Olympic slam, the angle slam, whatever you want to call it, outside the ring. I thought that was cool. The DVD on the the Death Valley driver on the, the ring apron was nice. And after the match, we saw Sami Zayn run down, hit Kevin Owens with the Huluva kick, and uh, attacked him as well. Put him on notice. And then the main event, we saw the Mysterios pick up the victory over the Usos via disqualification to retain the tag team championships. Roman Reigns ended up hitting Dominic with a Superman punch as he went up for the Frog Splash. I did not see that coming at all. He attacked Rey Mysterio afterwards. He continued the attack on Dominic. He used the steel steps. He choked Dominic out. Jimmy tried to get Roman Reigns to stop. And uh, he ends up leaving the ring. Roman Reigns would not let Jey Uso go with Jimmy. And he just continued the attack on Dominic until SmackDown ended. I'm not sure if we're supposed to believe that Roman Reigns was the one that took out Rey Mysterio last week or not. But it seems like that. We didn't get any answers there. But that was SmackDown. Going to take a quick little break here. A word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shaved up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium. I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 539. I can't stress it enough. Head over to manscaped.com. Pick up the new lawnmower 4.0. Anything really on that website is, is pretty good to pick up. Use the code regardless to get 20% off and free shipping. 
I'm going to move over to speaking about AEW and Impact Wrestling. Uh, last week's Dynamite, obviously, it took place on a Friday night. It was the lead-in to what was AEW's pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, taking place at Daly's Place and TIAA Bank Field. Man, oh man, what a pay-per-view. What an event that they put on. We had the buy-in kicking off the show. Serena Deeb defending the NWA Women's Championship, defeating Riho. This match was fantastic. It was such a good opening match. I I would say it was maybe even Rio's best match in AEW. I was such a fan of this match. Um, and then the actual event starts, kicks off with Adam Page picking up the victory over Brian Cage. A lot of cool spots here. I liked uh, Brian Cage going for the the buckshot lariat, only to be countered with the F five, which is uh, which is the the move that Brian Cage uses. Um, we had Ricky Starks and Hook come out to help Brian Cage, but Cage wanted to do this by himself. He tossed the FTW championship out and they essentially cost him the match. Team Taz argues after I'm sure on Friday, we're going to see some fallout from that. I'm obviously, uh, like I said last week, can't really cover Friday night dynamites. Um, but matchup after that, we saw the Young Bucks pick up the victory over John Moxley and Eddie Kingston to retain the Tag Team Championships. They brawled even before the match began. And John Moxley and Eddie Kingston had control the whole time. They took out Brandon Cutler. Um, the, the match began. We saw the Good Brothers come out, distract Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Kazarian ran down, took Carl Anderson out. Matt Jackson used the the body spray behind the referee's back. That wasn't even the end of the match, though. Finally, uh, they did pick up the victory, though, unfortunately. So hopefully we get new tag team champions soon out of the Young Bucks. I really still to this day don't think that they need the titles, obviously, because of the Young Bucks. They're, I would say, like pretty big faces of the company, not heel face, but faces. Uh, after that, we had the Casino Battle Royale. The Joker ended up being Leo Rush, making his AEW debut. Uh, part of their New Japan Pro Wrestling deal, perhaps. I don't know. But Jungle Boy picked up the victory. It came down to Matt Hardy. It came down to Christian. It came down to Jungle Boy. And the fans literally did not care about Matt Hardy and Christian being in there at that moment. I was like beyond happy for jungle boy jungle boy was my pick to win that and uh they started booing christian it came down to christian and jungle boy and the fans were actually booing christian they were so behind jungle boy and i think that's awesome so uh here's looking here's looking at the the championship match that jungle boy is going to get after that we saw cody rhodes the american dream pick up the victory over anthony agogo I think in a perfect world, this match would have been five seconds. A go-go would have hit his punch and that'd be it. But that was not the case. Cody got up multiple times. I, to me, will always say I think that makes a go-go's punch look weak. If somebody's getting up from a punch that's supposed to knock you out, that, that weakens the move to me. I don't think Cody Rhodes needed this win. Like the Young Bucks, he's the face of the company. It's Cody Rhodes. Anthony Agogo, I think, needed this victory. 
but perhaps at, at one of the next pay-per-views or on an upcoming episode of Dynamite, that's when we'll see a go-go go over Cody. But I don't know. I don't know the reasoning behind that. I guess because it was Memorial Day weekend, they wanted that huge American push, USA chance and everything. I, I disagree with that outcome. But after that, we had Miro pick up the victory over Lance Archer to retain the TNT Championship. At the Fan Fest on Saturday, Miro ended up taking Jake Roberts out, who didn't appear until later on in this match. Miro ends up throwing the bag of snakes, and uh, Miro made Archer pass out. Not tap out, but pass out. So, interesting uh, choice there. But, I mean, come on. I don't think there were any doubts that Miro was going to lose the championship there, but... Huge uh, confirmation coming out from uh, Double or Nothing. AEW confirmed that on 9-5, September 5th, in Chicago, Illinois, all out, returning, full crowd. Um, And, of course, that starts the rumor CM Punk again. (laughs) But, uh, come on. Come on. Maybe I'll be eating those words. Who knows? I don't think CM Punk is showing up, but still. After that, for the AEW Women's Championship, Britt Baker picked up the victory over Hikaru Shida after uh, a year-plus long reign. This match was really good as well. I liked when Hikaru Shida went for that knee off the chair, but she jumped up onto the apron to avoid Britt Baker and then hit it from the apron. We saw Rebel accidentally crash uh, Britt Baker with the crutch. And I thought that was about to be it. A big part of me went into this match thinking like there's no way Britt Baker's walking out not champion. But after that crutch moment with Rebel, I was like, ooh, maybe Hikaru Shida's actually going to retain. We saw Britt Baker use the championship behind the referee's back, hit that curb stomp, and eventually locked in uh, or Hikaru Shida p- kicked out of that, by the way. thought it was done there. But she eventually taps out to Lockjaw Ending that match, I, I think the, the writing was still on the wall here. Really good match. And I, I think maybe maybe my favorite of the of the pay-per-view. And I liked uh, Britt Baker's Scott Hall gear. I thought that was pretty cool. Next match, Darby Allen and Sting picked up the victory over Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. This started a lot like the Young Bucks match, where uh, before the bell rang, a bunch of brawling. Some stuff that we saw during that moment. Uh, Sting... Gets a huge pop, dives off the, the poker chips, hits a crossbody onto Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Didn't think we'd see that. Uh, Ethan Page launching Darby Allen into the, the ring, uh, from the ring into the, the front row, like Bam Bam Bigelow hitting uh, Spike Dudley into the crowd like that. That was a cool moment. And Ethan, uh, not Ethan Page, Sting hitting a code red in 2021. Did not think I'd see that, but. I thought Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page needed this victory. They've been building themselves up on AEW Dark and Elevation. To me, those are not... When AEW spoke about their ranking system, they spoke about how meaningful the matches would be and how, how meaningful the, the wins would be. How could they be meaningful if they're on YouTube like that? To me, it's not like... A win on Dynamite. It's not like a win on pay-per-view. 
I think they needed that victory. Yes, I understand it's Sting's big in-ring return match, but guess what? You can't always get what you want. In this case, I didn't get what I wanted. But I don't think Sting needed that victory. Sting has two victories in AEW. Meanwhile, the other guys don't. Also, if Sting was able to do what he was able to do in this match, what? How did we not get... <laughs> how did we not get Sting versus Undertaker? Sting, he had the bad neck. He, he Then he retires at the WWE Hall of Fame? I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. That was, I don't know. That's bizarre to me. Next match up, Kenny Omega retains the AEW Championship, successfully defeating Pac and Orange Cassidy. I was uh, kind of bored at the start of this match, but it got there. I, that, that Falcon Arrow from the top rope from, uh, from Pac that, to, to Omega, I thought that was great. I thought that was about to be almost it. Again, like the Hikaru Shida match. It's like you walk into this match knowing there's no way Kenny Omega is walking out not being champion. But if there was ever a time um, with Orange Cassidy, Cassidy then takes advantage of that, tries to pin him. Fans went nuts. They went absolutely nuts for that. I thought that was a cool moment. Um, Orange Cassidy, again, later on was about to win. Don Callis rips the referee out of the ring. Pac had Orange Cassidy locked in a submission. And when Kenny couldn't break it, he attacked the referee. Kenny then uses all his championships to attack Pac. And Pac kicks out. That was pretty cool. Pac kicked out of all of that. Good ending to the match. They also confirmed that AEW Full Gear will be taking place on November 6th in St. Louis. St. Louis? St. Louis? Uh, And then after that, Tony Schiavone announced the signing of Mark Henry to be on Rampage as, I believe, a commentator. That was a completely unexpected moment from this event. In the whole world when people are like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Andrade, Moose, etc. I was not expecting Mark Henry to be the name. Then the main event takes place, Stadium Stampede. The inner circle picks up the victory over the pinnacle. I I don't think there should have been another Stadium Stampede. There were some cool spots. You had Conan making an appearance as a DJ. It was was cool that he was in a scene with Santana and Ortiz because they were in LAX together. But I just... To me, I just found it like a a very poor parody of the Money in the Bank ladder matches from last year. Like, there were things in it I I just, I didn't get. Sean Spears with the the chair, I literally thought he was about to go into a dance routine. I thought this match sucked. But, what are you going to do? That was AEW Double or Nothing moving over to Impact Wrestling. This week starts with uh, an episode of BTI. Josh Alexander picks up the victory over TJP in an Ironman match to retain the X Division Championship. It started on BTI and ended up on Impact. The final five minutes were on, uh, or five plus minutes was on Impact Wrestling. But this match was super hyped up by everybody on the roster. And I thought it was good. I thought maybe the commercial breaks kind of... uh, Took me away from it a little bit, but 
it was it was really good. And something I, I don't to my recollection, man, I had I don't think I've ever seen them get like thirty seconds after a fall. That's a little similar to the NXT, the British style rules. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and this match had a lot of cool spots. And with four seconds left, TJP ends up tying it and they move on to sudden death. Josh Alexander gets that final pin. And afterwards, TJP thanked Josh Alexander for the match. Chris Bay wants a title shot. PD Williams wants a title shot. Um... Ace Austin wants a title shot. Trey Miguel and uh, Scott Demore set that match up. Uh, Jake Something picked up the victory over Rohit Raju in a tables match. Very interesting way to follow up an hour-long Ironman match, but they, man, they killed it. This match, I thought this, even before involving the tables, I thought they were doing a phenomenal job here. Rohit Raju hit that double stomp onto the the two chairs that were set up. I thought that was a nice spot. But Jake something, Rohit throws a chair right at Jake's face. He gets pissed off, spears him right through the corner table. A really good match. After that, W. Morrissey uh, asked Scott Demore for a match with Rich Swan, And Scott was like, funnily enough, uh, Swan wants a match with you. So he set that match up, and then it goes to a no contest, or it just doesn't happen. Morrissey attacked Rich Swan during his entrance, and security broke it up. Morrissey goes after him, and then Willie Mack finally hits him with the chair, and Morrissey leaves. Uh, we saw a backstage segment, Brian Myers, How to Be a Professional with Sam Beal. I thought, based off of the last, I think it was last week, where he kind of interrupted Brian Myers, I thought we were going to see them be enemies and him like wrestle him, but he's teaching him how to be a professional. Earlier in the night, we saw Tennille speak with Rachel Ellering about becoming a tag team. Jordan Grace walked up during it and uh, Tennille to, to cover her tracks told, uh, told her that Rachel, she just wants Rachel to be a guest on All About Me next week match after that that led into that we saw fire and flavor pick up the victory over jordan grace and rachel ellering to retain the knockouts tag team championships we saw a cool muscle buster into a sit-down powerbomb combo from jordan grace and rachel ellering but tasha steals hit both of them with a frog splash to pick up the victory there and retain those titles we saw fire and flavor go to scott demore about uh basically bragging about retaining the titles and beating everybody. And Scott brings out Susan and Kimberly because I guess they want a match. And that match is made for against all odds. A vignette then aired about Macklin, formerly Steve Cutler, coming to the Impact Zone. I'm a big fan of that. I was always a fan of, of Steve Cutler in WWE. I definitely agree that he should have been used a lot more in WWE. And I thought for sure the Forgotten Sons should have been tag team champions in NXT. That's 100% him and Wesley Blake should have been tag team champions. Matchup next, we saw Kojima pick up the victory over Diener. Diener, um, uh, Joe Doring tried to get involved here. Beyond the referee's back, but Eddie Edwards came out with a kendo stick, helped out Kojima. And Kojima hits that lariat to pick up the victory. Eric Young 
then said that Eddie Edwards is the reason why Diener lost. This gets cut off by the decay, and Eric Young told Crazy Steve that he should know better than to disrespect Diener, since he's the one that trained him, as in Eric Young trained Crazy Steve. And then Crazy Steve challenged Violent by Design to a tag team title match at Against All Odds, so we're going to be seeing the decay versus Rhino and Joe Doring for those titles. Earlier in the night, we saw Sammy Callahan cut a promo, and he said that he's not afraid of Moose, but then Don Callis shows up, interrupts him, basically tries to get in Sammy Callahan's head, saying that uh, he's not number one contender, etc. Sammy Callahan, to I mean, it doesn't make sense. What Callis said didn't make sense because Sammy Callahan's a former Impact champion. Callis is like, you're like a never going to be, basically. Meanwhile, he's a former Impact champion. But we saw Don Callis later on do the same thing, basically, with Moose. Try to get into his head. And the main event takes place. Sammy Callahan picks up the victory over Moose, even though I thought it should have ended in a no contest. But, I mean, the Good Brothers came out, attacked both of them. And then Kenny Omega joined in, so that's why I didn't really get... Unless I'm misremembering the match. I could swear the Good Brothers attacked both Moose and Sammy Callahan. But Scott DeMore was the one that told him that <laughs> that it's, it was a Sammy one. But I thought it would be cool if Kazarian showed up since he's on the hunt to take out the Elite. But Scott afterwards did say that uh, with Sammy Callahan having a victory over the number one contender, he now should be added to the triple, to, added to a match to be a triple threat match with Omega and Moose. Don Callis said that Tony Khan has Sammy Callahan on a blacklist. And Scott said that Tony Khan will be at the Impact Zone next week. They also announced Impact, uh, after Impact ended, they announced Slammiversary will have a limited amount of tickets available for fans. Each ticket is part of their super premium VIP ticket plan, which comes with a bunch of stuff. And uh, it's $250 a ticket without the fees. It's around $300 with the fees. And um, yeah, that's uh, Slammiversary information. And uh, hey, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hello there, this is... This is Elmo, and you're listening to Brandon's Shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to BJ Thomas. He unfortunately passed away last week at the age of 78. And uh, I always wanted to see him perform live, but I never got the chance to. But I think he had such a distinctive voice where, like, obviously, you know, songs, raindrops keep falling on my head Mm -hmm. and hooked on a feeling. But... He also sang one of my favorite TV show theme songs ever, which was As Long As We Got Each Other from Growing Pains. Help me so, out. Uh, help you out with what? How does it go? I am not singing <laughs> the theme song to Growing Pains. Hum it. <laughs> I'm not. I feel like absolutely I, not. I feel like I, I definitely, I'm trying to go with the intro to it. But I think first, it's like As Long As We Got Each Other, we got the world spinning got... right in our hands, or maybe you and me. Oh man! For we some reason, I want to go into like the step luckiest by luckiest dreamers who ever kept whoever 
who never kept who never stopped dreaming or whoever kept your effort something like that i don't know i keep on wanting to like combine it with like step by step and family matters and ever like all of those intros yeah but that's not gonna help <laughs> step by step and uh family matters and full house is oh i can't remember his name right now all the same guy jesse frederick wow but yeah, that's one of my, my, my first shout-out. Uh, next shout-out goes to the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which uh, now that the season finale aired last week, I I want to say that I enjoyed the, the show so far. Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. is back as Gordon Bombay. Some of the original cast members made cameos. Um, it's on Disney+. Plus. Check it out. I think it was a, a really good continuation to the Mighty Ducks uh, trilogy. In TV show form. And then the last shout out goes to Mil Mascaris versus Samurai Del Sol, which is a match that took place nine years ago this past week. Today, actually, as the day we're recording. Wow. Um, Or no, yesterday. My bad. But it took place PWS five year anniversary show. And I think it was still um, like it's really cool that I got to see that match live in my opinion, at least. So, and I was a big fan of Mil Mascaris. So to see him wrestle live was cool. And I'm obviously a huge fan of Samurai Del Sol, Kalisto. So I'm happy to have yeah, seen that I, match live. I mean, I kind of wish that I went with you to see that, you know, mm. just even to meet Mil Mascaris, even like, even though realistically, I don't know if I would have taken a picture with him or anything like that, but like I feel like I don't know. Did you get a picture with him or autograph? I did, yeah, I did. And uh, I got an autograph of Mel Moskris that says "Too Breen." <laughs> nice, that is a I classic. Guess I, he didn't he, hear me when I said Brandon, but whatever, I'll take that. You could put it with the Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, that, awesome. that's the the if main ever... event of that show was. Uh, I almost said Dakota Kai. It was just Kai. Sammy Callahan and Tony Nese versus Great Muda and Kai. And that was the the match that Tony Nese quit Impact over because they wouldn't let him wrestle that match. Wow. So he literally quit Impact so he could wrestle Great Muda. I mean, <laughs> that, that's like, kind of like... <laughs> that sucks that Impact wasn't letting him do that, but... You can't fault him. I mean, absolutely it's, not. No. It's Great Muda. It was a pretty rare opportunity, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Especially in 2012 at that point. I Yeah. I, in my opinion, uh, Pat Buck, I think with PWS and WrestlePro, they really were game changers on the indie scene. Yeah. You know, you got to... I'm sorry? I said no pun intended there since Game Changing Wrestling. Game oh, that's... Changer Wrestling also is a different company. That's funny. I mean, yeah, and then Game Changer came uh, came around after that. But, like, they really started booking all those, like, obscure wrestlers at times. Like, that, like Glacier. That Brother, I have seen some like... things that, at those shows that I never in a million years would have thought. I, I saw Vader versus uh, Scor- uh, Two Cold Scorpio, I believe. Uh, Jerry Lynn versus Balls Mahoney was one of them. Jerry Lynn versus Marty, um, Marty Janetti. Jerry Lynn versus Lance Storm. Yeah. I mean, that, there, that's there, a match that's never been booked before, right? Yeah. There's so many like, kind of like fantasy bookings 
Well, not well, even that, kind I mean, of. Obviously, we were joking with that. But, yeah, brother, we saw Mr. Belding hit a stunner at one point. We saw him hit a, uh, a people's elbow. Yeah, I, I think that for the stuff that they were doing, I think that it was total groundbreaking what they were doing and stuff that nobody else was really bringing in uh, to that sort of a magnitude, I feel. Yeah. You know? I mean, especially we got, we like. Saw... How, Especially how you in. mentioned, I, I'm pretty sure Adam Cole was brought in. The Young Bucks have been brought yeah, in. Yeah, Adam Adam Cole was was brought in. I I remember talking to him. Adam Cole, Sammy Callahan, all of these wrestlers were brought in at some point. Yeah, I mean Kevin, we, I, Kevin Steen. Never in a million Steen. years would I have thought I would have seen Demolition or the Nasty Boys wrestle, but in PWS I saw that. That too. There's so many wrestlers that we got to see that it's like I. Never thought I would ever see like Papa Shango. I never thought I would see dress as Papa Shango again. <laughs> you know, like there's so many wrestlers that that was just... a fun show too. That that March show that the first night we went to and Godfather was there and did uh, Godfather shtick. Yeah, that was know? fun. We got to see Jay Lethal as Psycho Sid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to see uh, Jay Silva. I know, yes, legend. Uh, very, legend. very legendary wrestler. Yeah, yeah. The the Jewisaurus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so to, many. I got to see Jay Silva, I guess, pass out or tap out to the Warlord. Full Nelson. <laughs> I mean, Chris Hero. Uh, Jake the Snake. Jake yeah. the Snake. You, you, you have Not so that, I mean, many... we didn't see Jake Roberts wrestle, but. No, but we got to... <laughs> like talk to him and it's just one of those things that like i don't know it's so bittersweet that we don't have enough pictures with any of them yeah you know but i mean even a few weeks ago when i mentioned that like we literally it was billed as new jack's retirement match new jack versus necro butcher and i think he only came out of retirement maybe for wrestle pro i'm not positive i'm not sure for like one or two matches i'm not i feel like yes I mean, come on. We got to see Jushin Liger. Yeah. Jushin I mean, Liger versus Tony Nese versus... Davey what, Richards? one night? Because, well, well, John Morrison was involved in the Davey Richards match. I think we literally just saw Tony a... Nese versus Jushin Liger. It could be. I yeah. mean, Fit Finley... Like, the list goes on and Finley on. Finley was not brought I feel in like... by PWS, though. Finley was there for... For personal reasons, I believe. Interesting. I feel like we really have to go through some of arch the archives, archives, archives. Archives? What are you kidding me? Yeah, I know. Um, the we have to go through that and like just find images of us with the wrestlers, so this way we can be like, okay, there is proof <laughs> that we did this. You know, <laughs> like we're gonna have to hit up like Shining Wizards or Kathy Hummer or someone and be like. So are we like lingering in the background of any picture? So this way I could be like, oh yeah, I do remember that is me with this wrestler, you know. But well, that was uh, that was my shout outs. Oh, now yeah, that was, that's what we were. Doing we're gonna today. move on to our That 
that is right. Our mark out moment of the week. I have a few. What do you have? Nothing. Probably nothing. Uh, mark out moment of the week. Oh, dang it. No, I did mark out. I did mark out. I did mark out. Okay, I marked out twice. I did mark out. I did mark out. <laughs> so I, I am a fan. Even before AEW, I was a fan of this song because I thought it was just great. And I would play it to uh, – I would joke around with Alyssa, my sister, and I would uh, – obviously, Brandon, you, you, you've met her before. Uh, but <laughs> My cousin? What? <laughs> so I, I, I would – we would joke around about the song – Tarzan boy, you know, with the, oh, 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 and like everything like that. And especially cause it's on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the soundtrack <laughs> months behind. No. <laughs> so it, they, so it came on the radio the other day while I was at work and I marked out for that. And then even today on news 11, uh, during their segments, they were doing like a rock climbing segment with this guy, Ben. And in the background, they were playing uh, Tarzan Boy the entire time. And, yeah, so I marked out for that song. So um, you now mark out for Tarzan Boy because of Jungle Boy? I think I'm just a mark of this song. <laughs> More so than anything, I just love this song. Cause... So now you can tie it officially to wrestling. Yeah, now who I believe uh, I believe Jungle Boy said that the idea was Joey Janela's idea. Really? Yeah, I believe huh. so. That's, well, that's cool. cool. I don't know. There's I still have to watch so much more AEW and Impact Wrestling than I have. You know, like this past us. Um, what was it at the pay per view? I wanted to, nothing. Yeah, I wanted to watch it, but I just didn't get a chance to sit down and watch it. And I, I know I'm missing out on a lot. Yeah, they had some good matches, uh, some really good matches, and then some that I just uh, didn't agree with. But yeah, the I will Bucks, definitely... The Young Bucks won, which I would love to be on the AEW segment for that because the Young Bucks, how the hell do you pick up the... I don't know. You discuss. I Yeah. What did... I, I Honestly, though, like... No, well, with Double or Nothing, Britt Baker, I said it earlier, 100% I think was my favorite match of that evening. Baker which, versus Sheeta. Which is important because I feel like Britt Baker is, she's the she is the big thing or the next big thing in AEW right now. And yeah. hopefully and maybe. I, and I still, I really think wrestling. That, that stadium stampede match, number two, was just not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to make that the picture of the week where Sean Spears was about to do a musical number and I'm just sitting there like, what? Uh, I <laughs> I think that that's very fitting and everything. You I'm know? shocked that we didn't see a Tony Khan cameo during that match. They Maybe had his father, a stand-up of his father made a cameo. They had the, the Jaguars, was a coach or whatever, made a cameo. <laughs> Jericho <laughs> threw a football at MJF. They, like I said, they had some funny moments. I just thought the match overall sucked. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like the I inner mean... circle, dude, the inner circle repelled off of the giant jumbotron to get into the onto the field, which was the goofiest looking thing. They were swinging back and forth. It just wasn't for me. I thought Stadium Stampede 1 was one of those matches in AEW that just like was not going to get topped and I thought I thought that was a really good match. People 
were saying how much they enjoyed Stadium Stampede number two versus one, and I was like, that is mind blowing to me. That's the thing. I it's, just, it's I just couldn't connect it's, with that with that match, man. It's crazy how wrestling fans just at times we're all together, but then at other times we can have such far <laughs> connecting opinions from each other. You know? But that's that's the beauty of uh pro wrestling though, you know. But on to my actual markout moment of the week, though I have a few of them. I will say, due to us just talking about AEW Double or Nothing, their fan fest on Saturday, they announced a whole set of Dark Order figures. So it's really cool that John Silver is going to have a figure. Unfortunately, they're, I believe they're calling it the Jacksonville screw job. Alex Reynolds, not in that set. Ah, oh, boo. Instead, it's an LJN Darby Allen figure, which I don't get the appeal of LJN figures or whatever you call those boo um which also i i i thought for for maybe a moment that the ljn figures the wrestling superstar series might have been the only series to ever cross over from a company to another company as in like wwf to to aew Mm mm-hmm but I saw Just Toys had Bendems. I had no idea they were WCW first. Really? Yeah, Bendems were a WCW series and then turned WWF. That's interesting. So I that was cool. But yeah, so I'm happy that uh, John Silver is going to have a figure. Um, I'm waiting for that Alex Reynolds figure, waiting for an Anthony Bowens figure, a Joey Janela figure. So that's that should be uh, hopefully coming soon. But Batista was on The Tonight Show on Friday, speaking about wrestling figures. They actually spoke about him starting out as a pro wrestler. And I thought that was cool. And then they randomly, I don't even understand where they get this figure from. They have a, a Jack specific at one point released like a flip head thing where like you would push their legs together. Kind of like the old Power Ranger figures. Remember those? Okay. Yeah, where you would just like pull down the power belt and their their heads would flip. So this would you would squeeze their legs together and their heads would flip from like a normal one to a pissed off look. And they they busted that figure out. I was like, what? Where is this coming from? So I thought it was cool to see Batista playing with the little Batista figure and uh, showing it off. Mm-hmm. It's always cool to see pro wrestlers on the Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime that they appear on that sort of a platform, you have to mark out for. Yeah, and speaking of appearing on platforms, I did not expect, although maybe I should have, perhaps, uh, Kevin James was a part of Mick Foley's A&E biography. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Kevin James. I'm a huge fan of Mick Foley's. Huge fan of Kevin James as well. I should say huge for both. And uh, I wasn't really expecting that, but I thought it was cool because Kevin James actually wrestled with Mick Foley at at their high school. Do you think that it's like legit, or are 100%. they just, or no, 100%. are they just tying each other together for the sake no, of the story? No, hundred percent, they wrestled together. You got picks? I don't. <laughs> However, it's weird because you would have thought that maybe I had a teacher in seventh grade. And he used to work, I think, at that school or in that school district. Mm-hmm. 
Brother, I swear to God, he said that he is the reason why Mick Foley became a wrestler. I would love to have like cross fact checked this with Mick Foley or something. He was the one that's apparently suggested Mick Foley join the the wrestling team. I don't know if that's an accurate statement any, or not. <laughs> any 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 guy that says something like that is lying. I feel like I feel like I don't know. I feel like though it's one of the stories where if it happened, you don't talk about it. Or maybe he said something like he's maybe he didn't directly suggest it to Mick Foley, but he suggested it to Mick Foley's father. I don't quite remember what he said, but it was something like that. But he never mentioned any like any Kevin James at all. So mm-hmm. maybe he didn't work in the district. He just worked or maybe he didn't work for Ward Melville. He worked in the district or something. I don't know what it was, but. That little thing popped into my head just then and there. (laughs) And I always wanted to know from Mick Foley, but I just like every time I've met him, I never asked him, which is I I don't know why, but I guess it always escaped my mind. But uh, I think my final mark out moment of the week has to come from the bump because it's tag team week in WWE. They're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the tag team titles. They had tag team on the bump. And I thought it was so random. RJ City interviewed them, and it was pretty cool because they were... I mean, they they brought up pro wrestling and uh, and how they're not quite surprised that Woomp There It Is made a crossover into pro wrestling. The first time they played it was uh, a clip of Vince McMahon with... I think it was Diesel in the ring, where Vince is just on commentary saying, Whoop, there it is. <laughs> which is so goofy, but I thought it was funny. It was really cool to see tag team on the bump completely unexpected, but it completely makes sense for what they're celebrating. So check it out on YouTube on uh WWE network. So still, still one of my favorite Geico commercials right now. Yeah. Scoop. There it is. Yeah. Right. Sprinkles. Yeah. They all did that together on the show. Nice. But that was the Markout Moment of the Week, and that was episode 539. Check us out, com slash out. Get that new vintage sunset-style Out t-shirt, which we said perfect for the summer. Six colors. We almost want to say flavors, but light blue, light pink, ice gray, purple, sky, and lime green. Check us out, Instagram.com. Slash marking out eleven, youtube.com slash marking out eleven. Follow me on Twitter at BTTG161 as well as on Instagram. Follow marking out. I already said that. <laughs> Chris Sweendog, David PTDPT on Twitter and Instagram, twitch.tv slash marking out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, MarkingOut.com. Use the code regardless for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com. And we wish you the Best of luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out by the new t-shirt.